Hi, Sarita. How is it going? Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat. I'm really excited to chat with someone like you. And before we get started, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? I was uh, born and raised in the U.S., uh, first-generation parents that immigrated here from India. I've been with uh, AT&T, and that's how we got introduced. For the last uh, several years, I uh, came to AT&T right out of college, and I've had a, a long and uh, fun career here. So you graduated school, and you went right into it, and you've been with the same company for how many years? Gosh, it's over 30. Notice I skipped <laughs> that number, but yes, it's over 30 years. <laughs> Oh, sorry years, yeah. to you know tell them your age or anything but that's really cool I mean you it's don't see good. that a lot now <laughs> yeah but yeah that's really cool because you don't see that a lot now where like someone is with the same company for 30 years I'm assuming you like working there <laughs> I do I mean I I thoroughly I celebrate the 30 some years right the aging thing you own it right um but uh, I've had so many different opportunities here, though I've been with the same company, the same brand. I've had over 20 different positions over that time. I've had everything from finance to product management to sales to advertising. I mean, so think about it from somebody who's helping understand whether um, you know we're achieving our business results financially and, and, and talking to folks about you know revenue and margins and so forth to somebody who's actually on set as they're producing a TV spot. I mean, that is a pretty diverse uh, mm-hmm. set of opportunities that the company's given me, which explains the longevity. Wow. And what did you go to school for? I'm just curious. I actually have a degree in accounting. Okay. So you did start with the numbers. It's really interesting when I talk to women, uh, whether they own a business now or they are kicking butt in their career, is that almost everyone doesn't have a linear path right? Like you started with the numbers, now you're doing media and things like that. So cool to see that. And I think for women that are younger and are listening to just know that you don't have to have, and I would love to hear your take on this, but you don't have to have all the answers when you're like 21, right? Now you don't have to have all the answers. You have to have great listening skills and you've got to really start building your network and collection of people that are going to help you on the journey. So you might, uh, you might go out of a program where you have formal teachers, but around you, everyone around you becomes an informal teacher. So I think that's something really important to remember. Oh, well, that's beautiful. So what would you say to someone that's younger that's listening to us right now and that's just getting started, maybe just graduating college? What would you say to them? What do you think has been the best uh, thing for you in your career that helped you grow in your career? That's a great question. Gosh, I think a combination of things. I think the listening part's really important, as I mentioned, but I think this concept of believing in yourself, right? Not everything's instantaneous. It's going to take a little bit of time. So you've got to really believe in what that longer term path is. And, you know, I remember having somebody many years ago when I first started saying, what do you want to do in five years? What do you want to do in six years, 10 years, 12 years? I don't know if any one of us really knows the answer to that, and that's okay. It's really about believing in yourself and allowing yourself to be open to new experiences and opportunities. Don't give yourself that tight schedule, right? Uh, It's really about making sure you're continuing to move forward. And sometimes moving forward means going sideways and that's okay. And sometimes it's also taking a step back and that's okay. So I think the most important thing is self-belief. I love it. So it's Women's International Day and we're in Women's History Month. So I would love to hear from you, from someone that has been in the corporate world for like 30 years. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the change over time for women and opportunities for women in corporate America? Absolutely. As as a woman of color, I want to use that as an example too. I first uh, started, there weren't many people that looked like me in non-technical jobs. They looked like me, they were in technical jobs. I'm not as technical as I wish I, I was or wish I could be, but I would tell you the, the environment's totally changed, right? There used to be a time when in a meeting, you know, I never had to announce myself because I was the only female most of the time. 
that's not true anymore. There's so many women mm-hmm. that have helped break down those barriers. Um, there's much more to do, uh, but I would tell you a lot of those walls have come down and I think it's a much more open environment. And I think there's a ton of studies out there, or I know there's a ton of studies out there that say bringing diverse thinking to the table is important. And that diverse thinking is not just cultural diversity, mm-hmm. but it's experience diversity, but also gender diversity. We all bring a different perspective. So I think corporations, small, medium, and large, private or public, have all embraced that. So again, much more to do, but mm-hmm. I think we've gone uh, pretty far. Can you think of a time when you uh, had a chance to maybe make a difference, maybe hire somebody different, or just an, an initiative or something that you kind of um, brought on, maybe more diversity or gave someone a voice. I oh, gosh, I think those experiences have happened, you know, kind of throughout my career. I, you know, one that comes to mind quickly is if I just think about those, these last two years through COVID, we had an individual, um, a couple of individuals, actually, they were extremely talented, but they weren't geographically where we wanted them to be. You know, headquarters was in Dallas and the opportunity we were hiring for was in Dallas and we were a very in-office organization pre-COVID, these two bright individuals, unfortunately, just, you know, wouldn't have made the cut because they couldn't make the move because of other family obligations and so forth. They've both since been hired, both promotions for both of them, their promotions, both doing stellar in their jobs. And in this new hybrid workplace that we're going to, they're both finding a way to balance both the needs of their family and the commitments at home, as well as a team in Dallas. So that was really exciting to see. It felt like you were shaking a couple things loose and, and the risk, if that was even a risk, paid off. I think it just gave us a new environment to to stay in. And I I would tell you there's there's examples after examples. But the key to to both of those promotions is both of those leaders were really good about building that network and showing the desire that they wanted to be considered for those positions and why they would excel. So Mm -hmm. it was a really safe risk, right? It was a really safe risk. And I remember the the VP at the time uh, that was on my team who who these folks were going to get hired into said, are you sure? They're not in Dallas. And I said, when's the last time you saw your team face-to-face, right? Mm -hmm. I go, let's try it. And we'll see what what happens a year from now and top performers, both of them. Um, So it's it's exciting to see. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Now let's go back to you. What's been, Mm -hmm. would you say, the biggest challenge in your career? You've obviously overcome and you are a role model right now, but what would you say has been like the biggest challenge? along the way. Same thing I say that, that the young folks need to have coming in is this whole concept of self-belief is really wondering if I could go do something. I am always the one that says, are you sure that's the right job for me? Versus, you know, sometimes, you know, it's better to go in and embrace. Uh, but maybe, you know, the moment that I take that hesitation also uh, really has me asking questions. Um, I feel like I'm constantly learning. I don't see myself as an expert, but somebody who can learn from the team around them and then put business logic to it. So that's probably something that's held me back. It's, you know, it's not holding me back as much today as it probably did earlier in my mm-hmm. career. And I wish I, I had I had tackled that earlier in my career. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Now, as a woman of color, what advice would you give to other mm-hmm. women of color listening? We actually have quite a bit of our listeners are women of color, so. Yeah, so first and foremost, don't give up. Make sure you keep your focus. Go after what you're looking for. Have a voice at the table. You know, we tend to many times maybe sit back a little bit, be a little quiet, have a voice at the table. Now, that doesn't mean speak for the sake of speaking. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're bringing value to the conversation, right? It's not about making noise. It's about bringing yeah. value to the conversation. Um, and I would tell you those are the things that I think are really important is, is to make sure you, you give yourself that voice. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that and I love that you specified give value to the conversation something I experienced when I was back in co- corporate is that I thought sometimes 
that what I had to say wasn't that valuable, you know? So maybe it was imposter syndrome or something where like I would be sitting in a meeting and I had an idea, somebody asked a question and I had an idea and I would think of the idea and this is in the beginning of my career. And then I wanted to raise my hand and say something, but I would always question myself like, well, what if it's silly? What if, you know, it's not that valuable? And then it would turn out that there was always somebody else who would come up with the same idea. And then people would be like, oh, that's a great idea. And I'd be like, ah, why didn't you say anything? You know, so I think also like it's important to remember as women, you know, to not always like be too harsh on yourself, like too scared to like say something Mm -hmm. like usually, you know, we have a lot of value to give, but there is also that imposter syndrome of like, oh, what if what I say, you know, it's not good or what if people don't receive it? Um, So I love like keeping those two in mind, right? Like, okay, is this valuable? And then am I being too harsh on myself or do I think that what I have to say doesn't matter? So thank you so much for sharing that. You totally took me back to those days. (laughs) Everything you say is not going to be a quotable moment, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're going to get it wrong and that's that's perfectly okay. Guess what? Everyone else in that room got it wrong once too. So Mm -hmm. that's why I think uh, making sure you lean into the conversation is important. Oh, I love that too. Okay, so what do you think was the key moment in your career when you had a chance to pivot and making that decision or going that direction actually helped propel you in your career? Gosh, I think, you know, I've had a, a couple of moments where uh, where maybe I didn't believe I could go do something and, um, and I had a, a mentor or a sponsor, right, believe that I could and that just gave me enough confidence to push forward. Um, so when I had those sort of voices of doubt in my head, I knew that people that I trusted believed that I could. Um, mm-hmm. And that just really pushed me forward. I would tell you, um, sometimes we become our own worst enemy and so forth. So I think it's really important to have a community of people uh, that you can turn to, bounce ideas off of, and get support from. Um, I think it's one of the things that's helped me in my career is the people um, that I'm fortunate enough to know and stay in touch with um, over the years. I still go back to people that I worked with, gosh, 20 some odd years ago and, you know, ask questions because it's a, it's a great safe space for one, but they have the answers for me. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, what level you are or when's the last time you talked to somebody. I think staying in touch with somebody kind of builds the kind of the fabric of your community. How do you find mentors? Like if you're starting out, do you approach people? How did you find your mentors along the way? I found mine, um, and this is really somebody who truly sponsored me throughout my career um, through the work that I did. Um, I mean, I think she saw some of the work that I was doing. She also saw some of the places that I was struggling and was kind enough um, to really kind of guide me through my career. Um, if I look at how I am... Um, looking at folks, right? I think, you know, I'm at that point in my career that I'm really, it's about paying it forward, building mm-hmm. that next generation of leaders. That is so important to me. Um, so what I really look for is signs and signals. Um, I'm not always looking for the person who's the absolute superstar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a, a great set of those folks too, uh, but I'm also looking for folks that, you know, who could use a little extra niche, um, who could use a little extra support, um, but it has to be two-way, right? Um, those folks um, that I might think uh, could use that little extra nudge need to believe in, in themselves and believe that um, it could be a good partnership from a mentoring perspective. I've had people reach out to me just, you know, through conversations, um, through work events and so forth, uh, through different communities, and it doesn't always work, right? It's got to be important that you guys meld as individuals because you're asking somebody 
um, to invest in you as you invest in yourself and you have to invest in the time with them as well. So it's definitely a, a very kind of two-way relationship. Mm-hmm. I know that you, you're now paying it uh, forward by also mentoring other people in your, in your company, I assume, at AT&T? Uh, both inside and outside the company, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of like on that stage where it's like, I'm between, I'm always literally praying for mentors. I'm always like, I want more mentors. <laughs> I think that's all of yeah. us. And then I'm still kind of like, okay, well, who can I teach? Maybe someone younger, maybe someone that's starting out. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's a reciprocal thing where like, where the more we give, the more that I find other people that come to me and want to help me and support me. So if you do find someone that can mentor you, how how much of an active role is it? Is it like, okay, do I reach out with questions? Is mm-hmm. it something where you wait more for your mentor to reach out to you or to offer their take on something, their feedback? Right. So I think the very first time you have that conversation, you should set those guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. Of, hey, would it be great to connect um, every month, every six months? I, when I have people ask me if they, about connecting every month, I, I honestly tell them that might be just a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do, you know, and, you know, whether it be once a quarter, once every six months. But if there's something you need in the interim, text me. I'm here, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you should be there when you when it's needed as well. And then um, it's really about, I, I look for the mentee, right, to set up the agenda for that session. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want to talk about? What do you expect? And then establish sort of goals together, right? Some people are looking for a place to bounce ideas off of. Others mm-hmm. are looking for career progression. You know, others are are looking for, you know, how to manage a community uh, of, you know, folks that they work in. Some folks are working, you know, are looking for help in a project. So it can, it can be in many different things. So to both of you to understand and be aligned on what you're both going to get out of that relationship, I think is really important. So being a woman, being someone that's making big moves in corporate America, and also hopefully staying healthy and sane, right? What are some of the habits that have helped you take care of yourself along the way? I think having a strong community of friends, both internal to AT&T and external to AT&T, that's been really healthy for me because it's a good sounding board, right? Uh, when I have a complex problem or something I want to celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. It's good um, having people that know what you're celebrating and can embrace it with you or can help you through the complexities of life. So I think having a really strong network of people has been really important to me. I also, you know, look for time to make sure I just sort of shut down, right? I think now it's called mindfulness, right? But yeah. uh, making sure that I can just really clear my mind. I'd like to say I was doing mindfulness before it was given that name of just taking some time in, in between, if I can, between meetings. Otherwise, mm-hmm. in the mornings before I get started in the day, just sort of clear my mind of stuff um, and work from there. And then, um, you know, one of the things that I do with my team right now is I don't do weekends. Uh, if you think about what's happened in this new work environment, and and honestly, it probably happened when we launched the BlackBerry years ago, decades ago now, where um, you're constantly online, right? Mm-hmm. Your email was walking with you. I remember I used to do laundry on Saturdays and Sundays, and I'd think of something, I'd send out an email. And I had a, a moment when someone said, you know, it'd be really good not to get those emails on Sundays mm-hmm. because you just made me start work on Monday. You just took my weekend away from me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was a really good learning lesson because I didn't think about that, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking I had this idea and put it out there. So one of the things uh, we're doing is uh, we don't send emails on the weekend. 
unless we need a response on the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so that way you're glancing at your, your device versus staring at your device, mm -hmm. right? So it's something that's worked out really well with me and my uh, direct report team. And it's given us, I think, a little bit more balance um, in these days that you kind of you know, can't separate day versus night. Okay, that sounds good. That's that's great that as a team, you all decided to do that. What would you say is right. your favorite thing about working at AT&T Business? Um, it's the people, hands down. It truly is the people. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what company you're with. It's it's the relationships that you, you take with you mm -hmm. along your journey. Um, and I think that's what's really been very compelling for me. I, I noticed a trend with you um, where you're always talking about community people mentors team it's just go, all goes back to people so i love that really it takes leadership to recognize the human capital right and what people have to bring to the table and the importance of relationships even outside of work uh, so how did you find your tribe of friends outside of work i'm really interested because we talk about this a lot and you know uh -huh. one of the things that always comes up with women is well how do you find good friends <laughs> how do you do right. that how do you find the time how do you find the time for a social life yeah it's one of the things i'm the most grateful for. Um, I have friends that I've had um, throughout childhood, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of met them through my family community or friends that, you know, I picked up along the way from, you know, grad school or, or from college. I think what really works for us is we all do something so different from one another. No one else is really in the corporate world. A friend of mine is mm -hmm. uh, is in nursing. Another friend of mine is um, actually just joined the corporate world in, in advertising. So they all do something a bit different. I'm really good friends with my sister-in-law, who's a physician, uh, but we all have really great common conversations. Um, mm -hmm. It also means we don't talk about work a lot, which is nice, mm -hmm. right? It's that other break that you get. And then it's, you know, I think we all know we don't have to talk to each other every single day to be friends, right? Mm -hmm. It's about being there for somebody when, when something's important. Um, but I think, you know, that's been probably the best thing that's happened is is that community of friends that you have. Uh, when I moved from Chicago to Dallas, I didn't know anyone in Dallas whatsoever. And when you're older, right, after you're out of college and so forth, it's hard to make friends. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have time to go to the local book club or if you don't have children, it's hard to make friends. Or, you know, most of my friends, all of their friends are parents mm. um, that they met through their kids. So I was really fortunate to meet a group of women at AT&T that, you know, we go do happy hour or go do Sunday brunch together. I love that. I'm a brunch person too. <laughs> I love There that. you go, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you say is the best piece of advice that you've ever received and that helped you the most? Uh, keep moving forward. Keep mm -hmm. moving forward. You know, look up. Um, sometimes I tend to, you know, just kind of look down, do what's happening with my work and not look up and look around. Um, and I think to keep moving forward, you got to look up and look around. Wow, that's beautiful. Anything else you would like to share before we go with our audience? I think as, you, as you're starting your career or if you're in the middle of your career or even towards the end of your career, I think it's really important that, um, you know, you're open to new ideas. You believe in yourself, curious. I really believe in, in curiosity, but also to make sure you thank people along the way. I think all of those things are really important. And I encourage you to, uh, to believe in yourself and, and, and give yourself a moment to enjoy the ride. There's so much happening in the world right now uh, that's so positive. So make sure you're taking a moment to enjoy the ride. Thank you. Any favorite books that you want to share with the audience or with Hope? That's a good question. Um, I just finished reading Educated, uh, which, was, which was really good. My go-to book um, still is To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. um, I just actually downloaded it the other day. I've never read it digitally. I've always, you know, I have a copy of it that I that I go back and read every couple of years. 
Uh, so I think I'm going to go read that again. But um, I like books that um, that you know kind of introduce you to new parts of the world that you might not personally experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are probably you know two of the reasons of, of those choices. You know, I'm always looking for new books to read, so uh, I'll take all suggestions. Have you read The Alchemist before? I have. Oh, yeah, because you said To Kill uh, Mockingbird, I'm like, oh, I should probably like that one. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you call. so much. Thank you so much for being here with us and for taking the time out of your busy day to share some knowledge and wisdom with us. It's it's so important to have women like you that are a role model share this information, right, and be open. So thank you so much for doing that today. Thank you, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I had fun with the conversation. And thanks, to everyone, for listening. Besos.